The Oscars are on their way. The march towards the biggest movie ceremony in the world, always has been, is almost upon us. March 12, I think it is. And it was way back in the 1970s that an Australian by the name of Peter Finch won an Oscar Best Actor for Network. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. We still know the line. What a moment it was. But we've since then had a lot of success at the Oscars or the Academy Awards. Australia seems to be punching above its weight every year. But how are they judged? Who's on the committee? Who is the Academy? And how do they come to a conclusion that this movie's better than that and that director is better than that? How do they how do they come to these conclusions? I thought we'd go to an expert and we found one. Tom Parry. Tom Parry is a member of the Australian Film Critics Association. And he's just a bloke we need to talk to about all of this. Tom, a big good morning and welcome to the night shift around Australia. Uh, hello, Luke. It's very good to be with you. Thank you for having me. Look, people love the Oscars. It, it, yes, the Golden Globes are a big award ceremony, the uh, the Grammys we've, we've had recently, but it is the Oscars that everybody wants to watch and keeps an eye on. And I've got to be honest, a lot of people choose the movie they're going to go and see when it's won an Oscar. And it's great PR for the studio, isn't it, to say, winner of seven Academy Awards. So... Tom, I'll ask you, the expert, how important are the Oscars? Well, they're very important. They are the preeminent awards show in Hollywood and the film picture industry. Um, the, the Oscars are created by a group who call themselves the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, and they are based in America. And, of course, they are predominantly an American organisation, but... Film associations around the world still regard the Oscars, the award ceremony they run, as the award to win. No matter what part of the world you come from, if you win an Oscar, you have officially made it in the movie industry. Yeah, and you and you can have that for the rest of your life, your royalty for the rest of your life, especially if you win Best Actor. That so, is true, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you said the Academy of Motion Picture. How many people in the Academy, how many people are voting on these things? So current estimates are there's about 10,000 motion picture. Yes, close to 10,000 motion picture professionals in the academy. And as I said, most of them are American. But Any Australians from, at all? There, there are plenty of Australians who are in the mix, yes. Um, the people they tend to put forward are people who've either been nominated for an Oscar or people who know somebody within the academy. So to become a member, you either have to be nominated for an award or you have to have an existing member of the Academy nominate you to become part of the Academy itself. And how the hell do they come to these conclusions? <laughs> uh, honestly, um, I've been nominated many times for the Australian radio awards. And uh, apparently the people on those judging panels are my peers. Um, and there's only a handful. I mean, we're talking 10,000 people. I mean, who the hell is has got the right to say that movie, I think, is better than that movie when the movie that wins may flop at the box office and, the, and one that isn't even nominated might you know, be an absolute blockbuster? Yes, it's a very good question, Luke, and it's one that many people have been posing for the past few years. Uh, the majority of Academy's members, it must be said, are American. I'll say it again. And they're also largely male white and over the age of 60. So when people mm. say that uh, this particular movie has won 
the Oscar, what they're actually saying is a certain demographic of people actually think this is the best yes. movie of the year. So it's not necessarily representative of, say, people who go to the cinema every week or Australia or whoever. Yeah. So it is prestigious. It's a wonderful thing to win, but it just means this group of people thought that movie was better or that actor or actress was, was, was better. Um, let's go through the Australians. Who's up? Kate Blanchett's up. Um, uh, actress in a leading role. Mm-hmm. Baz Luhrmann missed out on Best Director for Elvis, and yet Elvis has got stacks of nominations. How can a movie that has got so many nominations not have its director nominated as well? Do you understand that? Well, this is one of the quirks of the Academy because when it comes to nominating Best Picture, anybody can nominate a picture for the Best Picture Oscar. It doesn't matter how much money it made at the box office or who's in it or who's behind it or whoever. Anybody can put the movie forward. Whereas with categories like Best Director, you have to be nominated by people who are within the director's category. So... When it comes time for the shortlist of the nominees to be announced, what will happen is a group of directors will send through their votes as to who they believe is the best director of the year. And then from there, the Academy finds the five most popular uh, votes and they become the five nominees of best director. So it just so happened that Baz Luhrmann, as good as he may or may not be, depending on your point of view, happened to miss out on this occasion. But his movie is done brilliantly. See, you, and, and you would think for the movie to have that many nominations, how many nominations for Elvis? So Elvis has currently got eight nominations, but as you say, it missed out on Best Director. And, it, yeah, it's a paradox, Luke. I, I'm not quite sure how the director of one of the most popular movies of the year could miss out, but that's the Oscars for you. It doesn't make much sense to me, but you, you, you just have to go with it, don't you? You just have to go with it. Um, so yeah, Baz Luhrmann and Catherine Martin, best picture for Elvis, Kate Blanchett, actress in the leading role. Here's something I wanted to ask you, and I bet you've thought about this. Mm-hmm. If actors want to be called actors and not actors and actresses, mm-hmm. how come there isn't just one, the Academy Award for the best actor goes to, why do they have actress in a leading role and actor in a leading role if they're all actors? That is an excellent question. I suppose if, if you, you go know, back we're, to... We're talking yeah. about the world of equality now. We're yes. talking about trying to get through the glass ceiling. Mm. And if, and if a, a woman is an actor and a man mm. is an actor, then surely the best person acting in a movie mm. should just win. How come they still go with best actress and best actor? Well, I think if you're a woman and you nominate yourself for Best Actress, you have a better chance of winning the Oscar because the current rules stipulate that if you nominate yourself for the Best Actor category, it doesn't it doesn't matter what gender you are. There are no specific rules that say you have to be male or female or whatever your gender may be, whereas in Best Actress, it's stipulated that you have to be a woman to enter the category. So by the women putting themselves in the Best Actress category, that gives them a better chance of winning, say, if they were going up against Colin Farrell or Brendan Fraser or Bill Nye. But it should be the best actor. Oh, no, no, I, I agree with you, Luke. It should be the best actor overall. But by split, as I said, by splitting the categories, you know, it gives one or the other a better chance of winning. How close are we then to having best transgender in a leading role? Well, it, it's going to be a few years yet because there It'll isn't happen. the... It will happen eventually, but at the moment, Luke, there isn't the depth of best um, transgender or non-binary 
actors out there at the moment, but I'm sure that day will come. You see, and then how, how nitpicky do you get? Do you get uh, best actor of colour, best ethnic actor? You see, you, you're either an actor or you're not. Mm. Well, I do have specific awards for um, actors of colour as well, so like Asian-American and African-American and things like that. So they're already catered right, for. Okay. Yeah. But, they, um, you they, know, as look, to whether the um, Oscars will introduce such a category, yeah, they probably won't in the short term. Oh, anyway, listen, um, Tom Parry is with me, member of the Australian Film Critics Association. Take us through the Aussies. Right. So as we mentioned, Kate Blanchett, she is nominated for Best Actress for her role as Lydia Tarr in the movie Tarr. And she is currently favoured to win that award. Uh, she does have some competition from Michelle Yeoh, but um, at the moment, all the signs are pointing towards her having a big win there. Uh, in terms of the other categories, um, yeah, we're a bit short. A a as we mentioned, Baz Luhrmann has been locked out of the Best uh, Director category, but his wife, Catherine Martin, she has been nominated. She is up for Best Production Design, and she is also up for Best Costume Design, again, for her work in Elvis. And she has won an Oscar in years past, and she stands a very good chance of doing it again, I reckon. Wow. Uh, take us through the rest. Uh, David Lee and Wayne Pashley, sound, Elvis, look at this. Lachlan Pendragon, short animated film. An ostrich told me that the world is fake, and I think I believe it. I mean, that's a great achievement. Who's Lachlan? Well, that, that's an excellent question, and um, uh, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page at present, so well, he, he will be he, that famous. He will. He will eventually, yes. And let's not forget that um, Adam Harvey, who was the director of um, Harvey Crumpet, he did win in this category. So Australians have been known to um, surprise people in the best animated short category. Well, anything, anyone else we need to mention? Anyone? Uh, that's the... That's the big names, I reckon, there. Um, I will mention one snub, and that is um, Greg Fraser, who was the cinematographer for The Batman, and he had one last year for June, but this year he wasn't even nominated at all. So, um, yeah, he's missed out there, but, yeah, in, in terms of the other Australian nominees, they are few and far between, and I don't think they stand much chance between you and me, Luke. Hey, Tom, do you remember that Seinfeld episode where Kramer was a seat filler at the Tonys? And they won. Do you remember? <laughs> do they have? Do they really have seat fillers at the Oscars? But they do have seat fillers. How do you get? How do you get that job? So, so um, you need to be part of a special scholarship or fund, which um, the Academy is part of, and um, you get invited to the show. And then, when someone else is stay on stage uh, presenting another award, then someone else fills in their seat. And um, yeah, they give it up again when the person returns to their seat. There, see, I had to ask. There mm -hmm. are seat fillers. Kramer was a seat filler at the Tonys, and he got caught, caught up in the whirlwind when they won, and he went up on stage and got himself a Tony. Mm -hmm. it, it was a very, very funny episode. To, I've got to ask you, Tom Parry, what's your favourite movie of this year? So my favourite movie of the past 12 months would actually have to be The Batman. It was probably – I know that sounds – Really bad for a critic to say, you know, this superhero blockbuster. But, um, yeah, it was just the most entertaining movie of the year. I loved the visuals. I loved the sound. Just everything about it absolutely thrilled me. Um, in, in terms of the nominees, though, I would say that uh, Top Gun Maverick is probably the strongest in terms of the 10 Best Picture nominees. So, um, yeah, if I were an Academy voter, that's what I'd be 
putting my vote towards for um, for the Oscars. You see, I saw t I saw that, and I thought it was loud and good and fun and all that. Mm. But mm. I saw the Fablemans, and I thought it was fabulous. I thought, what a great story, well told, the, the story mm -hmm. of Steven Spielberg growing up. So you see. And Avatar does nothing for me, but my audience listening in probably love it. The 3D, the action, the, you know, James Cameron. So a good thing I'm not on the uh, Academy. I'm never going to be invited. <laughs> hey, hey, tell me, the, the Will Smith slap, is that still resonating uh, amongst you movie people around the world? Um, yeah, there is still some chatter about it, of course. Uh, I was reading in the news just this week that Will Smith pulled out of a surprise appearance at the Grammy Awards um, because of the fallout from the event that happened 12 months ago. Um, when, by and, the way, when that yeah. happened, when you were what? Apparently it happened during a commercial break. Did some American stations miss it? But, mm. but when it happened and you watched that, mm -hmm. what went through your head? Uh, just like everyone else, absolute bemusement and shock. And, you know, it was kind of an awkward moment. I had to physically walk out of the living room. I was watching it in and just to reassess and go, what, what did I just see there? Yes. <laughs> and, and it's still being, it'll be talked about for many, many years. What do you, in your opinion, as an expert, what's the most famous or infamous moment at the Oscars that you can right. remember? Okay, well, the Will Smith incident comes close, but for me, it would have to be La La Land winning Best Picture and the producers coming up on stage and then realising that a mistake had been made, they'd been handed the wrong envelope mm -hmm. and that the winner was actually Moonlight. I don't, think, I don't think anybody can top that moment. All right. Listen, let's talk again as the day gets a bit closer. Thank you so yeah. much for a little bit of insight into how the whole thing works. 10,000 is it exactly 10,000 or about, do you know? Do about 10,000. So, so we don't know, the, we don't know yeah. the real figure. Yeah. So the last estimation was there around 9,921 people. And that was just before the pandemic hit. So chances are they've invited more people since that time. So it would have gone over 10,000 by now, surely. And when you get nominated, what's in the goodie bag? It's, it's always famous. What the, the, the little, well, it's not a little bag. It's a big bag. What, what do you know what's in this year's? Um, I haven't seen what's in this year's yet, but in years past, you've got an expensive bottle of champagne, you've had um, tickets for a cruise and membership to various organisations. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not for um, people who are of empty pocket, those kind of gift bags. So these entitled, privileged people get more freebies. That's it. Why don't we send the money to Turkey or to, to the Ukraine? No, well, that, that, that's an idea. Yes, Luke. What do you reckon these bags, the, the goodie bags, what, uh, the, what, what do they call them? Do they have a name? Um, I think they're gift bags the or, gift bag. grat or gratitude bags or a name to, <laughs> name to that effect. What are they usually worth? Uh, they're worth tens of thousands of dollars. Each? Each, yes. Well, isn't it nice to know that these people that come from a very bad, poor background get something? for turning mm -hmm. up on the night. Who's your favourite host over the years? Who's my favourite host? Um, that, uh, well, going back a bit, it would probably be David Letterman just simply because I love his work. But in terms of um, the shows I've seen in recent years, I think Jimmy Kimmel's honestly done an all right job. You know, And he'll be hosting again this year. So um, hopefully we'll see some more good stuff from him. Wouldn't you love to see Ricky Gervais do it? Because the, the way he takes the piss, he, he probably will never host another American award show. And you know what? Mm. He doesn't care. 
Mm, that, that's quite yeah. He's, he's kind of one of those people who just takes the Mickey out of anything, and it, he doesn't care, of course, because he still gets the paycheck by the end of it. What do they get? What's a host get get paid to host an award show like the Oscars? No, I, I don't. I don't know what the exact figure would be, but it would have to be in the millions of dollars. Really? Mm, yes, I, really. I'm they a, don't do it out of the goodness of their hearts, Luke. I'm available. <laughs> I'll give you ten percent. Right. Oh, great! I'll take it. Thank you. Nice to talk to you, Tom. Let's catch up again. No worries, Luke. Thank you. Tom Parry, a member of the Australian Film Critics Association. Little look at the Oscars here on The Night Shift on Triple M.